Welcome to the quarter to three movie podcast of the movie Chappie. My name is Christian Morosky, and I'm joined here as I'm joined here every year by Kelly Wan. Kelly Wan. That's them, huh? It is them. It is indeed them. I know. Uh, Kelly Wan, do you have a tagline for the Chappie movie that we saw this week? People are always fearful of what they don't understand, so Blomkamp fears writing. <laughs> that is cruel. What? He did not write this alone. Oh. Well, then I'm right. Oh. Wait, yeah, he did, with his wife, I thought. Yeah, that's not alone. When you're with your wife, you are not alone. That's when you're most alone. The more you know. Dun, 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 dun. It's just the two of you against the universe. So it's like you're both alone together. Or against the multiverse. It's usually just television, though. Yeah. That changed the face of marriage. But getting back to Chappie. <laughs> Kelly, let's get, away from, institution. let's get away from Chappie for a minute, if we uh, must. You can't get away from I'm, Chappie. I'm not saying that I want to get away from Chappie, because I'm certainly not going to give any spoilers away on how I feel about Chappie. Um, Wait, has I was doing the opening, I meant to say Chappie. Instead of saying chappy, but I, I couldn't. He says it chappy, like, yeah. but it's a little unclear why she calls him, like how he's named, because she just. Well, the, the naming makes no sense, as does the uh, the spelling on the poster. Makes absolutely no sense. It's not like it's an acronym for something. She uh, names him. <laughs> you'll see. It's an oh. Acronym. oh, good. Can't but wait, wait uh, it's a. Okay, in the poster, it's a lowercase i, and then everything else is capital. Or is it like Terminator? No, no, <laughs> Why no. Is the I? It's, it's just uh, it's just designated Jesus. as a lowercase i. Nobody knows. But I can't tell why. It's not an acronym. No, no, no. Obviously not. <laughs> Having watched the movie, we know where the name comes from. But Ninja is a capital I. What'd you say? But Ninja has a capital I in it. Uh, Ninja has a capital nothing. I don't think. Anyway, let's move away from Chappie for a moment because uh, not because and I'm not giving any spoilers away, but I just want to know Kelly Wan because every week you do an awesome dramatic reading of an IMDb movie synopsis. Um, sometimes you choose something suggested by a reader. Most times you pick something thematic. Uh, what do you have for us this week for our IMDb synopsis? This one comes courtesy of Tom. Who? Tom Chick. Tom sent in a, what? When did that happen? Uh, I can't remember. All right, awesome. Just days ago. Right, I'm happy to hear that. It was the first time I'd heard from him in like two weeks. No, not that. Uh, that's such a lie. You hear from Tom every day. All uh, right, it might have been the third time. But okay, you have to guess what it's called. But here's your hint. It's called Firequake. <laughs> You're giving me a hint. Yeah. It's called that's the name of the bike. That's your hint to what the title is. Terrible at all right. You're terrible What's at about? names. All right. I'm an inclusive winner. Everybody's winning with my rules. All right, great. You'll be great uh, when that's how kids wanna. When you're teaching at my my son's elementary school during the track meet. Teaching him a German. I mean, uh, Promethean Kinetics has created Helios. 
<laughs> Tom sent me. All right. Tom, uh, Tom, now Tom, I remember. I remember Promethean Kinetics now. Oh, he's already read it to you. Ah, see. Well, no, no, he hasn't read it to me. I just remember. I remember reading those words, Promethean Kinetics. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, Promethean Kinetics has created Helios, a revolutionary clean coal energy source so powerful it rivals the force of the sun and will solve the energy crisis. The force of the sun. <laughs> it rivals the force of the sun. According to Yardstick. And will solve the energy crisis. Fuck the sun. The sun's just a very small part of a much larger energy crisis. So that's why we sandbag that. But when certain governments start cutting safety measures required by Helios, the highly explosive product begins to seep deep below the Earth's crust, producing giant blasts of fire and violent earthquakes above the surface. As cities shake and oceans boil, Uh, this somehow didn't seem funny to me before. Eve Adams, creator of the Helios technology. Eve, Eve Adams. Adams. I love her name. I love that name. If she is a she, who knows? I don't want to be binary. But but Eve Adams. How how awesome that name is. Yeah. Everything's covered. Every demographic. <laughs> and her husband John Baptist. Yeah. Uh, John Begat. Jk. <laughs> Creator of the Helios technology, she's an inventor, rushes to investigate the subterranean phenomenon. As the situation becomes ever more dire, she is the only one who can save mankind, not to mention reputation. <laughs> Just when you think it's starting to suck. Mark, wait. And there's a good. There, we have so many in the chamber now, I can't even. It's like oh. an attempt read five in a row but we'd be here all day we don't uh, i forgot eve adams i love that name so much eve adams yeah oh man wait so tom read that aloud to you i don't know i don't remember i i honestly don't i i i just love the name eve adams so much that's such a great utterly, uh, like some writer sitting around going uh, what are we gonna do how can here? we i know Everyone just keeps up. It's like they write hotel rooms, and that's why hotel rooms have Bibles in the cupboards. It's because writers <laughs> stay there and need a name quickly. They open to page one and go, ah, there's two right there. Now what do we call the computer? Guys, I got this Greek thing. Promethean? Uh, Promethean what? What? Hang on, dictionary. In the other room. More version. Uh, Methuselah okay. Absalom. Wait, but we have the title Firequake. That's fine. That's what we have to learn. Firequake. I can't believe. I, I mean, I would. I would hope that in Firequake, that at least we would have uh, Kirk Cameron in that movie. He doesn't save environments. No, but he would. He, he would. He would, de- he would decide, like, to have sex with environments every day in order to save his marriage. What? Dingus. What? How'd you know that? Because uh, uh, I know Kirk Cameron. Dun, 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 dun. Wait, does he go to the same school? No, he does not. I just come from a fundamentalist Christian background, so I am, I am, uh, Kirk Cameron is on my radar. That's all I'm going to say. 
now or then? Always. What, what about the Baldwin one? <laughs> what about the ugly Baldwin? <laughs> <laughs> the ugly Baldwin. That's my. That should be your next movie, I think. The ugly Baldwin. What about a movie with? Uh, Tom Cruise and John Travolta and Kurt Cameron and Stephen Baldwin and they're all playing themselves and it's an, it's an apocalypse movie like a, a Christian apocalypse versus Scientology apocalypse what would it be called? who's right? who's winning? which is the zombie? I don't know we'll tweet that part Firequake we already have the perfect title we just need right. to reboot it Three years between Fantastic Fours, two years before Fire, between Fire. I thought it might be called Old Fish and Loaves. I love movies where they they there's more than one mythos in the naming thing, like Promethean and Adam Eveson. What's her name? <laughs> Adam Eveson. <laughs> That's her lover's name. Sorry, he's the man. Eve Adams and Adam Eveson in Firequake. But Tom, see. The only person mentioned by Dave is a girl, so Tom likes that. So that's, I just like I love Eve yeah, Adams. What a great name! Damn. Yeah, I wonder who plays her. Joan Collins, you think? Who would play a character? Kirk Cameron. <laughs> I would hope Eva Green would play her. That would be awesome. Eva. And then she'd be naked for the whole thing. Everyone has the same name as the character. Yeah, exactly. Ryder didn't know that when, they, when he wrote it. All right, anyway. All right, so anyway, we're we're uh, we're not uh, we're going back to talking about the movie we're actually talking Market about this Craig. podcast. Um, no spoilers yet, ladies and gentlemen. Um, but I just wanted to let you know that this week we are talking about the fact that this week we saw Chappie, a 2015 American science fiction action thriller movie about how getting a couple of idiot hip-hop artists to raise your kid is a bad idea. No, it's uh, good. No, it's a really I bad idea. Point, it all works out. <laughs> it was directed by Neil Blomkamp uh, and written by him and Terry Tatchell based on a short he did. I think everything <laughs> he did is based on a short that yeah. he did. He's a master of the short form. Too bad we've never seen it. And I honestly say, at the as as we talk about this movie, I'm going to make a point about that. Um, and I don't think there's anything wrong with that. But I think he's a short film director, and there's a lot wrong with it since we're not being shown that. Yeah. Well. Anyway, moving on. It stars Dev Patel, Charlto Copley, Huge Ackman, Yolandi Visser, and Ninja. That's right. And ninja. And and who else? <sighs> what? The fe- the love the female lead of the movie. I'm sorry. Are you Sigourney talking Weaver. about Sigourney Weaver? Yeah. The star of Cabin in the Woods. <laughs> and Moses. <laughs> Chappie is rated R for violence, language, and brief nudity. Behavior usual. All the behavior in this movie is completely usual so you have no you have no problem with don't worry about unusual behavior this movie is only rated r and i don't even remember the brief nudity do you chappy's naked when they saw his arm off ouch he's one shade of gray <laughs> speaking of usual behavior in several shades of blue uh the numbers brought to us by the quarter to three situational awareness research team leader uh chappy 
on Rotten Tomatoes, which is the percentage of reviews that are positive, Chappie is at 29%. Now, riddle me this, Batman. Chappie on Rotten Tomatoes for critics is 29%. Okay? Top critics are at 18%. The audience score, Kelly Wand, is at 66%. They just don't know better. You know what? Uh, my audience knew a lot better. You know, I, you know, I, I had applause at mine. You did? Uh, Holy cats! My audience yeah. couldn't get out of there fast enough. I, uh, you know, I, I tend to stay throughout the credits, and by the by, you were the only one. By like two minutes into the credits, everybody had run out of that movie theater. Yeah. You had applause at the end of yours. Yeah, they like. Wow! Them. I know. Wow! I almost liked it as much as seeing people walk out. Damn! Wait, not that anybody walked out, but I usually like that. Like, what a pause some- at the end of yours. We had, we had an audience score of sixty six percent. Usually, this means. I mean, this is a weird thing. Every now and then, you'll see a movie where the critics are like, "This movie sucks," and then the audience totally loved it, and everybody gets to call the critics snobs. Um, so I'm interested to see where we go on that because I'm not quite sure what to make of this. The fact that the audience is at sixty six percent. Because when our research department handed me these numbers, uh, she said to me, this has to be wrong, right? I mean, it has to be some sort of a mistake. It can't really be 66% if the top critics are 18 and the normal critics are at 29. The audience can't be at 66. And I had to say, well, sometimes critics like totally pan a movie and the audience is like, nope, we loved it. Fuck you, critics. But it's also an R-rated talking robot movie which seems like a hard sell like not like fewer people will see that than just hard sell to who like the like families who see a, a preview for chappy and go oh it's like big hero six but he's a robot yeah but the critic the the audience is the one who liked it right that's what i'm saying i'm saying i'm agreeing with you that it's Oh like, uh, yeah, it's like there's something going on. I can't. I mean, I mean, part of it is. I mean, you have to understand that the uh, the audi- the people who dump audience scores onto Rotten Tomatoes are a self-selecting sample. So it's either there there are people who hate something and they do it, or they totally love something and they do that. So I mean, yeah, and I have a theory that lie on that, but I mean, control group for these movie ratings, like those are people who are on the internet the most. So in a way, yeah, you're right. It's a truer statistic, but also. It's fed by its own. It's that's, eating its own tail, basically. That's true. And so also, on, note, I have a theory too that like certain movies are good if you're not paying attention to them. Like they're literally made to be not paid attention to, like just background. And so, people will like something like that. Like they'll feel like they liked it. Like okay, we killed the two hours we needed to, and then merge, kind of feeling satisfied. I, I don't know if I can agree with that, but. Let's get back to that in a little bit. I mean, that's not really because I'm interested in actually hearing you talk about that if if you have a feeling about it. But um, but anyway, but Metacritic, um, which is the average ratings of reviews that use ratings, is at forty. So Metacritic rates this at forty, right between the middle. And there's always a four. So the numbers that are completely all discrepant. Yeah. well, twenty nine percent, forty. There's not a whole. I and mean, sixty. That's the like, audience was sixty. That's like seventeen percent difference. I mean, Tom would. Tom knows math. Tom would be able to tell me the exact percentage. He knows math. That's be how he would say it. That's you no. Know, he says, "I know math." I mean, that's one of his quotes. That's true. One of my favorite Tom quotes. All right. So, box okay. office this week, <laughs> number one, 
was Chappie. Ah, Chappie made $13.3 million this week. (laughs) That's very little. The number two was Focus. Number three, Kelly Wand, have you heard of this movie? Number three, The Second Best Exotic Marigold Hotel. There's two of those things? That's exactly what I said. When I was handed these numbers, I said, there's another Marigold Hotel movie? What the what? And in the title, they go, it's the least, it's the less good one. <laughs> it's the second best. There, there's a movie called that? What? I think I saw the trailer, and I went, it's just like the other trailer for the thing I didn't see. Uh, number four would be Kingsman, and I think uh, I would have to tell you, I have to be honest with everybody, that Fifty Shades is still in the top ten. I think it's f- number five or number six. Fifty Shades of Grey is still <laughs> in the top ten, so deal with it, everybody. But it's a soft market. <sighs> I mean, whatever that means. All right, so moving into spoiler territory, ladies and gentlemen, with that soft market transition Quote. Kelly Wan has given us. We're going to spoiler territories. With Kelly Wan is going oh, to tell right. us, he's going to tell you everything that happened in Chappie, um, filtered through the lens of his visor. Um, I don't know what you would call this. I have no clue what you call this, Kelly, but launch us into spoiler territory with your your relation of what things happened in the plot of Chappie. Uh, Chapsis. All right, Chapsis. I like it. Let's go. But with letters capitalized randomly in every possible permutation. You are Kelly. You should read it. I am Kelly. Chapsis. Anderson Cooper's all... <laughs> and finally in weather news the nation that gave us apartheid and elysium has finally seen robocop although chappie's designer this indian guy claims that next gen models will not only be able to draw wrecked cars but read them poetry albeit in a stilted machine voice indian guy thoughts uh well i was just looking at a forklift one day and just decided to give it eyes and a south african accent and pointy ears the way I'm based on Fisher Stevens in Short Circuit 2. Is that your only question, Anderson? Thoughts? Also, its name isn't Chappie. It's something else. Hmm, fascinating. Indian guy, our viewers are literally dying to know what's the acronym stand for? Uh, cybernetic hydrogenized acetate uh, pobot pandroid intelligence exe. It was originally cybernetic robot acetate pobot pandroid intelligence exe, but crappy as an acronym tasted a, tested about the same. <laughs> no, I I think tasted you should go and taste it. <laughs> go go and taste it, please. I'm begging you. Uh, that is a better joke. Shit, see, every Freudian slip means something. <laughs> and then an angel gets his wings. <laughs> Anderson Cooper's all no, not what Chappie stands for, fuckhead. I meant the acronym for RoboCop. Meanwhile, in a church basement, Hugh Grant's given a lecture to two cops and three tables of donuts. And that's why I named this killer robot after both my grandmother and nature's ultimate predator, the moose. Although I almost went with Jughead after my favorite Jake Gyllenhaal thriller. Yeah, the moose here is adequate at literally everything from blowing up helicopters to shooting helicopters. Gentlemen and donut boxes, welcome to the metallic future of law enforcement. Or as I call it, the Mephulinth. Now, any questions about the acronym? The cops laughed derisively. The first fat ones all, Yeah, okay there, uh, but we're cops. We're not interested in firepower. (laughs) 
the other fat ones all, yeah, between us, we have half a mind just to run you in for perpetrating hurtful stereotypes. Another fat one comes in and goes, sorry, Wolverine, we prefer the smaller poetry reading chappies we've already got. <laughs> a fourth fat one saw, I never really got Jim Morrison until mine read me some of his oily woik. Eric Estrada's all, oh, wait, what's the name of this movie? I think my agent made a mistake. The other cops are all, You'd have to steal the Indian guy's microchip and make all our chappies' heads blow up before police chief Weaver would change her motivations. Hugh Grant storms into a restroom and stares angrily at his reflection, until nothing happens. Meanwhile, some punkers steal a white van full of wet cardboard and drive it to an alley, where another punker with long hair opens the van doors, stares inside, then slams the doors irritably. He's all, this van's got water in it! Just for that, you owe me $20 million in seven days, just like the gambler. Some subtitles are all parentheses distinctly in English. Remember that, Tingus? Yeah. They're all, come on, Gary, seven days? That's way too much time. Suddenly, a bunch of human cops and helicopters show up and start shooting at the building near them. One shouts through a loudspeaker. Uh, this is the human South African police. Please await being arrested for something, and don't shoot our robot. It's vulnerable to gunfire. Gary's all, what the fuck? You guys were followed by helicopters and led them here like fucking idiots. Some subtitles agree with them. The punkers were by the process of elimination rooting for a shrug. The cops land their helicopter, then prop their chappy into a standing position. As they try to figure out how to switch him on, the punkers all open fire on Chappie's head till it showers sparks. The human cops are all, and fly back to the police station, which in this dystopian future is an office of accountants wearing ties, sitting at desks. Sigourney Weaver is the chief of police of NASA defense contractors. She comes out of a much smaller office with a desk in it and goes, Hey everybody, one of our Indian guys, Chappie's got shot today by a couple punkers. The criminals all got away. Everybody claps. One shakes the Indian guy's hand and goes, I wish I was you. Another one's all, or the robot. But one man's not congratulatory. Hugh granted his tiny desk in the corner. His mouth's downturned. <laughs> he storms into the bathroom again and stares at his reflection <laughs> till a toilet flushes ominously. <laughs> Remember that scene, Dingus? Uh, yeah. <laughs> I'm just still laughing about you, Grant. Because <laughs> I'm imagining you, Grant. <laughs> and that makes me so happy. Uh, it would have been a little different. A little? Because <laughs> he would have been coasting on his charm a little more. Instead <laughs> of just like, looking mad in his shorts. Like, angry shorts is Hugh Jackman's. Angry shorts. I would love that as a buddy cop movie with Hugh Grant and Hugh Jackman. It's hard to look like a villain in shorts. To me. I know. That's what the, that's what's so awesome about the rover. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. See? <laughs> Bomb camp. Never mind. The Indian guy goes into Sigourney Weaver's office and goes... Hey, I really want to teach our combat droids how to draw poetry and talk, although it might make them forget how to fight and scared. Can I have more money? She's all, no. <laughs> you got her voice exactly right. <laughs> no. It's my only line. I will say it slowly. <laughs> I, have one it job of the ash. I have one job of the ship. It's a stupid job, but I'm going to do it. Yeah. 
I did it in Moses. <laughs> Avatar. No. I was... Yeah. <laughs> He's all, fuck! No. Uh, can I have less money? Yes. <laughs> Damn! I look over at the rubber chicken sitting beside me and go... <laughs> After this in Moses, I'd be looking forward to starring in Alien 5 too. Oh. Oh, come on. What? She doesn't need to make this shit. <sighs> that thing's going to suck. I'm already... With Blomkamp. Never mind. We'll get back to those dingus. All right, yes, we will. Bummed by his failed pitch, the Indian guy goes outside and cries till he sees a poster in an alley of a cat wearing sunglasses. <laughs> Some words under it say... <laughs> Granny Gooch's homespun dildos. Make sure you insert us perpendicular. <laughs> Just like in the movie, Dingus. Remember? I saw that thing three days ago. I remember it. Yep. Identically. In 3D, apparently. The cat wearing sunglasses. The yep. Indian guy's all, that's it! Hugh Grant watches him through binoculars and makes his upset face. The music's all long-range vision is practiced only by the morally bankrupt. Meanwhile, in a room, the heroic punkers are watching their own music video. Meanwhile, in a room. <laughs> Everything's in a room. It's just like, Ever since the Star Wars prequels, you can just feel... <laughs> can you imagine the, the history of trailers if it said it was like, in a room? room. Yeah, well, Cube. <laughs> and uh, Saw. Meanwhile, in a room, the heroic punkers are watching their own music video. There's three of them. Three punkers, not videos. One has a mohawk, and he's real doughy and stupid, so his name's Ninja. The second one's the token vaguely female of the gang. She looks like the baby in Splice, but with Mo the Stooge's hair. <laughs> <laughs> but like a Francisco Monk, huh? It's a really good look. It goes with the rest of her. God, that look. Jesus, that look. And oh no my one else God. could have played that role. That's, I agree with Blomkamp about that. <sighs> the right. third punker has a mustache and isn't important, so his name is Matador. Ninja's all, Well, I guess we still owe Gary 20 million of whatever a currency's called, because he told us we do. <laughs> <laughs> it's the male lead of the movie. My plans to do nothing. How about you guys? Eventually, the movie Scream comes on TV. During Rose McGowan's death scene, the girl punkers all, That's it. Robots have remote controls, baby, so let's kidnap someone wearing a tie and threaten to shoot him until he invents a remote control and gives it to us. That way we'll owe nothing. It's a victimless crime. Matador's all, Wait, what? Subtitles in English. But the other two are already in the kitchen baking a celebration cake shaped like a remote control. Seeing the cat wearing sunglasses poster arbitrarily inspires the Indian guy to steal the ruined chassis of the chappie shot by the punkers, along with a microchip called the guard ship, since the place where they keep it is unguarded. <laughs> he just comes and gets it. The other guy could have staked it. Oh, wait, he staked it before that. It all makes sense. Disregard. As the Indian guy triumphantly drives away from the junkyard with the chappy chassis in the same white van the punkers used earlier, he's all, ha-ha, looks like things are finally coming up, whatever my name is. Then he realizes instead of a steering wheel in his hands, it's Ninja's angry face. When he comes to, he's tied up in the punker lair. 
formerly known as The Room, the girl's all, Oh, I give the combination to the remote control. He's all, what? They torture him. Eventually, she's all, Okay, let's cut this guy's ear off and shoot him. Then we'll try grabbing someone else with a tie. Matador's all, Wait, what? The Indian guy's all, Please, I'm just a defense contractor. Ninja comes in carrying the dead chappy from the Indian guy's van. He's all, Guys, look what I found. The girl's all, This changes everything. Ninja's all, Okay, Indian guy. Bring this robot back to life and teach him rap how to steal cars in the next 24 hours and we'll let you go. 20 hours later, the Indian guy's all, and now I just flip the switch here from turn off robot to turbo bot. And the hold. Fake life created. Mama, ah, uh, baby, want poo poo? <laughs> The dialogue is as good as anything in this movie, so go ahead. It's from the trailer, Dingus. Matador's all, Yo, Holmes, why does he suddenly have the mind and motor skills of a human infant? That's not what happens when I switch on my blender. The girl's all, Yeah, let's call him Chappy. The Indian guy's all, Uh, that's technically his model number, so it's kind of like just calling him Robot. Chappy's all, My name is Chappy. <laughs> yeah, the yolk. He shits oil in each of their faces separately, then stumbles around knocking shit over. The girl punkers all, Oh, he's just like a child! The Indian guy wipes away a tear-shaped globule of oil. He's all, It's kind of like Revenge of the Sith. The girl's all, Oh, look, now he's watching He-Man. How enchanting. I didn't even know that show was still on the air. Chappie picks up a cat and starts wrenching its head off. (laughs) (laughs) Printer change form. Damn it. The Indian guy's all, You chappy, look, I got you a book for three-year-olds. Blomkamp got stuck on page two. <laughs> Chappy's book. Give me it, nerd. Yeah, see, it's called The Black Sheep. It's a classical children's allegory about racial divides set right here in South Africa. See, the sheep represent the doll in American Sniper. Ninja's all, Whoa, time out, homie. I don't want me robot knowing what words mean. Here, chappy, play with this hand grenade. As for you, brain enthusiast, off you go. Get out of here. Matador's all. Wait, we're freeing our hostage? We just tortured? It works for the cops and knows where we are, but we're keeping the robot, even though this guy's the only one who knows how to work it. Mama. Oh, look, he's breastfeeding. See, Ninja, this is the life I've always dreamed of. Ninja's all. Here, Chompy, put these gold chains on and shoot this gun and stuff. We're on a tight schedule. The Indian guy's all, ho, hey, ho there, Billy Hamas Idol. I didn't invent robot cops so they could fight crime, so I'm driving somewhere. As he drives away, he's all, Choppy, don't let these hooligans stifle your creative impulses or efforts at self-actualization. They all laugh at him. Just as he gets to work and bandages his cuts and scrapes from the punkers, Hugh Grant grabs him by the ear, slabs his face into the desk, puts a gun to his head, goes, All right, where's the microchip that makes your robot's head explode? <laughs> I think I broke my tongue, Dingus. Uh, it was for a good cause. Yeah. A couple of the other accountants look over in mild concern. The Indian guy's all, That's not how technology works! Hugh Grant lets him go and shoots a couple bullets into the ceiling. He's all, All right, everybody, I'm just committing a prank. There's no need to react or understand what you just saw. 
The accountants all look relieved at this and resume typing nothing. From her office, Sigourney Weaver watches. She's all, things seem to be going well. Meanwhile, (laughs) (laughs) she gets all her information from Hugh Jackman is what I (laughs) I love that things seem to be going well. Is she good at her job? Meanwhile, back in Garage Town, Ninja's all, What the? You gave Chappie a pedicure? Here, Chappie, I'll show you how to shoot guns and draw shurikens. <laughs> I'm never acting again. Yes, you are. Please, no. I beg of you. Uh, on behalf of all of our listeners, yes, uh, you are. I don't like it. I'm just going to write dry text. Instead, though, he and Matador, to, t- to teach Chappie how to shoot guns, he and Matador drop Chappie off unarmed in the rough part of town. And- <laughs> the hell? Ten hours later, Chappie staggers home, now minus an arm and on fire and depressed. The girl punkers all, Hey, Chappie, I just realized you've been missing 12 hours. Ninja, what the fuck? You've made a total farce out of my awesome kidnapping slash remote control plan as usual. Ninja's all, look, leadership's complicated. Chappie's all, Mama, you grant, remove Chappie's arm in an ambulance. She's all, Matador, do we have any robot arms in the garage? Matador's all, huh? we're car thieves. Oh, wait, here's a red one I made this morning out of handlebars and tape. Back at the office, Sigourney Weaver's all, hmm, that's weird. All the Chappie's heads blew up, and we have security cam footage view huge. Jackman Graham. <laughs> What's his fucking name? Grant. Moose, Moose Inventor. Grant. We have security cam footage of you, Grant, here last night, typing blow up heads into that monitor screen. Hugh Grant's all. You're right about one thing. This entire disaster has proven what arming robots can only lead to. Chaptastrophe. Now give me permission to unleash an even bigger robot. Think of the headlines tomorrow. Sigourney Weaver declared savior of city. Scorny Weaver's all, well, part of me thinks I should at least talk to the Indian guy before aggravating already volatile circumstances, but okay. I have to dig deep, Dingus, for her. You won't regret this, Madam President. It's time to teach the whole world fear of the moose. But first, I have to use it against a couple punk rockers I've never met in this abandoned warehouse. I'll explain later. Okay. Hugh Grant leaves. Sigourney Weaver writes for a few seconds, then hears a bunch of guns and explosions. Sighing, she gets up and opens the door to her office to see Chappie bouncing Hugh Grant off the ceiling while a couple of the other accountants look on again in mild unease. Chappie stoops over Hugh's bleeding figure and goes, I forgive you for killing Mama. Come, maker. He carries the Indian guy through a cafeteria. Do not worry, maker. Chappie knows how to put your brain inside a robot. Chappie, what the fuck? Just take me to a hospital. I was shot in the side, you idiot. But Chappie's already hitting the transfer Indian guy's consciousness button. Two weeks later, a factory worker comes up to Chappie. Sigourney Weaver and the Indian guy in a red robot body and Ninja, who's now police commissioner, and goes, (laughs) Okay, guys, it took forever, but we finally managed to make one of the police robot's faces look a little like that of the dead punker girl. But it sure was really long and laborious and boring the Indian guy robots all you think that's boring Chappie do the honors because he's a robot now Chappie aims a remote control at the punker girl robot face and clicks a button 
Her eyes open and stare at us. Sigourney Weaver's all, she doesn't talk? Chappie's all, fuck no. Matador, who's been cut in half, looks over at them grouchily. He's all, hey guys, don't suppose anyone saved my consciousness, huh? A newspaper headline's all, carjacking Robocop knockoff declared franchise. The end. <laughs> Ugh. I don't want to read these anymore. Can I just, like, turn them in? Like, homework? No, why don't you want to read them anymore? That's the best part of the podcast. That's the reason everybody tunes in, is to hear you read this and act it out. I I know it's like like you doing a 20-minute monologue with me Googling and giggling. I apologize for for interrupting with my laughter, but that's why people listen, is to hear you read this stuff. You are... That's the fucking best part of it. Shush. Wait, you Google during those? I Google and giggle. I mean, I meant Google, not I meant in the uh, in the number term, not in that I'm I'm using Google. I'm furious, but I can understand. All right. Well, let me just let me just make something clear. First of all, he's not an Indian actor. Dev Patel is. He, I love this actor. He's an English actor. He may look like an Indian dude, and he may have been in Slumdog Millionaire. But he's an English actor. Um, uh, I love him because he's in a in a television show they really really liked uh, called The Newsroom. Um, and also, as it turns out, he was also in uh, the number three movie of the week, the second best exotic Marigold Hotel. So Marigold Hotel. Marigold Hotel. Sorry. Wait, um, he was in Slumdog, right? Yeah, he was in Slumdog, uh, but I, I didn't care for that movie. Yeah, I didn't really. Uh, and he's he's fine in it, uh, but he's really good in Newsroom, which uh, which I like just because I love Aaron Sorkin. Uh, but apparently, he's also in the number he's in the number one and number three movie of this year. I think he's horribly misused. <laughs> I mean, I've, I've just everyone been, is. Uh, I think he's horribly misused in this movie, but uh, it remains to be seen whether he's used properly in the second best exotic marigold hotel. But he's in both of those movies, um, and I love that actor, but he's an he, English actor. He's not an Indian, as you – so. Well, let me just say, he comes out of this movie smelling like a rose compared to most. Oh, yeah, absolutely right, because uh, at, at, at some point in my notes, I wrote, I hate everybody in this Yeah, movie. I do too. They're terrible, <laughs> right. annoying, horrible people. Everybody's terrible, annoying, and horrible. Everybody is horrible yeah. in this movie. Why am I rooting for these? These are rappers who are playing characters with their own names, and and they're they're also their 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 basic philosophy is fuck everybody. And yeah, we don't care about anything right. but themselves. They're gonna kill Dave Patel. Ed cut his ear off. That's her oh, idea. Their so personal why? philosophy is fuck everybody but us, and then they they bring that to this movie. I've read articles that he the ninja was apparently a real a real pill on the set. And was oh really. One and like he was supposed to have more scenes with Jackman, but Blomkamp cut them because he was exhausted from having him on the set and couldn't stand him. I can't even understand why Hugh Jackman is in this movie. I can't. I can't. I can't even understand that plot line. But that's no. It doesn't make any sense. Uh, but but they work for the same like they work at the same office. Why why the fuck is that even in this movie? Uh, okay, why would uh, he care? They could just be working together. I, I, I presume that we both didn't like this. Did you? How did you feel about this movie? Uh, it was weird because I. I saw the trailers like every week for months, and I know it was probably when you just blotted out. But I was like, "Wait, so it's RoboCop Short Circuit?" Like I thought it was a terrible idea coming the year after RoboCop Two, mm-hmm. and like the Blomkamp legacy of Elysium, and like District Nine. I remember not being that 
keen on till I saw Avatar, and then I just that made me like District Nine more. Like it kind of pumped it up. Um, what but, made what made you like District Nine more? Would you say? When I saw Avatar, District Nine's shortcomings seemed smaller to me. Like I go, all right, it's. I think the, the thing with District oh, Nine is right. like District Nine, and then it kind of jumps the shark. And I feel like in the last twenty minutes, it's a, it's left the rails, and I don't like the ending. And I feel like that's true of all of his movies to a certain degree. Like I think Elysium starts out stronger, and then what's her name Braga comes in, the chick who ruins movies, like oh. and with a kid, the same kid, same character, same kid, same part of the movie, and I think she's like a doctor in both movies. And um, this was never good. There's no, there are no good parts of Chappie. The no, and that that's weird because so, I I remember and and I haven't watched any of the trailers or hadn't, um, but I remembered like sort of in the periphery understanding that there was a cute trailer and then they went through a process where they decided to make it a more hard edge trailer because they realized hey we're trying to market an R rated movie and we're accidentally marketing for kids yeah. And so my kid, who was 10, was like, hey, what's this Chappie movie? Um, and uh, I hadn't been watching any of the trailers, but it's it it was, I think, at first marketed as a cute robot movie, and then they yeah. realized, oops. With the um, name Chappie. That's the name of the movie. That is yeah, the, it's it's rated. called Chappie. Which, Chappie. Which rated even, even that whole naming sequence, none of it makes any sense. Oh, I know. The, the poster makes no sense. It's it's spelled weird. There's It's not an acronym. There's no reason to call him that uh, unless it was – I have no idea what's going on here. What the – I don't I mean know. it's ba- it's based on a short by Neil Blomkamp called um, – I don't know quite how to pronounce it, but it's Tetraval, which is an ultra short short. I mean it's like an, a minute and a half long I think. And, and it's just like it's one of these robots running around and policing the city, and it's really pretty provocative and an interesting little short. I mean it's kind of great to watch. Um but I, I have no idea what – okay, you said something in, in your synopsis uh, that I'm really curious about. You, you said something um, where you <laughs> talked about uh, Hugh Jackman in a church basement. <laughs> um, oh, with the, to the cops in the beginning. Yeah. So I'm wondering – I just want to ask you, what is this movie about? Uh, I think it's just a ripoff of RoboCop. Or, well, well, obviously this it was it was the bad RoboCop looks exactly like the other, the well, bad RoboCop. The the uh, the short the um oh. the Tetraval was in two thousand four, but okay. but the whole opening segment as as we start watching the movie, you're totally right. I'm sitting there going, didn't we just watch this movie? Yeah, a year ago. We just we just watched. Oh this look, movie. fake and it's opening with fake news, which is a RoboCop thing from all yeah, exactly. Anderson so, Cooper already, instead of Samuel Jackson right. as Bill O'Reilly. I mean. It's the same, which always throws me off because I'm like, wait, are we in the future or are we in the present? But it's the real newscaster who's a different age. There's no idea where this movie is or what. When when they say you owe me twenty million dollars, I have no idea what that means. Does it mean right. actually twenty million dollars? Does he actually mean that, yeah. or is it twenty million space credits? I mean, what the fuck does that mean? What's the relationship between the chappies and the cops? Like, there's there's no cop characters. It's no, no, no. The co- the cops are all running around. I mean, the idea is that they're all sitting around behind their desks, getting fat, and then the robots. Now, now they suddenly have to be called to action at the end of the movie. But, but none of that seems uh, to matter. I mean, <laughs> but, seems very but Robocop. And I watched it. I watched it again tonight. Um, Robocop is on Netflix on instant streaming, and 
and I remember being sort of feeling weird about liking the remake of Robocop so much. Yeah. And I think I was maybe Talk the lone you. voice. I don't think he did. No, maybe. you both did. All right. Well, maybe he did. The, um, but good point. Lord, that movie has so much more to offer. But it, but it's going for a different thing. And this movie is going for, I think, a lot of different ideas, but not quite getting to them. But but um, well, Robo. Okay, I didn't like the RoboCop remake, but I remember individual scenes from it that are effective. And in this movie, like nothing was working for me. Like it should, I should have liked it because it was weird. Um, but it wasn't weird enough. It was this really movie. Bizarre. Yeah, this movie wasn't. I mean, I mean, it starts yeah, off like, with, an, with an eighteen months earlier. Right. I mean, what the fuck? I mean, yeah. once we get to that point in the movie, and this is always a flag for me, is it? I, I have no idea why. Why you do that? Why did you do that in this movie eighteen months earlier? Why? I don't even remember that. <laughs> and you shouldn't, because there's no reason for it. Wait, what's the what's the Flash present? I have no idea. I just remember seeing eighteen. I, I remember, I think, Dev Patel's voice saying, uh, "It's too early to see how this is going to play out, but it is happening." And then something you see some like thing happening on the screen, and then eighteen months earlier, and I'm like, "Really, guys? See, come on! Why? Right. Why uh-huh. do they do that?" I mean, because like RoboCop was at least. Like oh it's like I thought it was dumb and shallow and insipid but like okay it's about drones kind of like I see what they're at least I see what the attempted subtext is but in this it's like there's nothing about artificial intelligence or the role of well, AI and combat decisions like none of it matters but uh, I mean I see so much potential in this movie uh, I'm, I'm I have to tell you I see so much that they were going for. Um, the ideas that they were going for. I mean, remember, this is Neil Blomkamp, and and and, and think of like the themes that I think he's reaching for in 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 uh, in, in District Nine or in, um, in even in Elysium, which we didn't like that much. But 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 right, what, they were at least. But Tom had some awesome things to say about like what the movie was saying about the healthcare system, um, which I thought was a, was really cool discussion that we had then and i think that neil blomkamp and and his co-writer um i'm sorry uh terry tatchell uh who's his wife i think they're going for some really interesting existential ideas here but not just existential but practical ideas about parenting um about the (laughs) the, uh, i know that sounds silly but but I think that it's there, not on the, yeah. there, there are some ideas here that they just and, – and, and if we could do three-by-threes right now, uh, if we had time with us right now, I mean the three-by-three that I would do this week, if it were up to me, it would be like top movies that reach for great ideas but are horrible movies. Oh, well, yeah. And I think this movie is has some ideas that it's, that, that it's just kind of blatching out there, just bleh. The, and it just isn't going. It isn't developing them. I mean, there's this idea, and 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 part of this is me because because I see a lot of movies colored by the fact that I'm a parent, but but there's this this developmental idea, the development of consciousness, and the idea of learning and developing a being, and what you have to do as a responsible human being to develop a being. And the, the idea that Dev Patel, as the quote-unquote creator, has to create him and then go off to work for the day, and then leave him with somebody else, 
to take care of him for the entire day. And that and this person is then developing him. It, it brings me to, to my brings to mind so many things for me. This idea of of your responsibility as a parent and your fears as a parent. It it brings to mind the ideas of what do you do if somebody else is raising your kid, whether it be a healthcare provider, uh, a, a childcare provider, or a stepfather that isn't there because you're not there is there because you're not there. And and what are the things that he's going to do to your child that you that that you can't control for until you get there and then you have to course correct once you get back there. I mean, those are those are really interesting things and they skip over all of that yeah, shit. Yeah, it's like there's stuff in there they could have used. You're right. It's like, because it's really unclear like what even the relationship is between him and these people. Like there, they there's, no, there's no setup for that at right. all. Yeah, so it's like he just all the things you're imbuing it with are, are coming all from you because it's not in the movie. Like, well, I think it is. I think I think that they probably set some of that. I mean, I think that the that the two hip hop artists that he eventually calls Mama and Daddy, um, I think that is there, and and they they shape him, and and into a carjacker. Yeah. Well. Well, the guy takes him and, and throws him into sort of, sort of a dogfight situation because right. it, it's that sort of that 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 idea of parenting of uh, I'm going to throw my baby into the water and he'll learn to swim or he won't. That's how I teach a kid to swim. Throw him yeah, into but the they're water. doing that because they're trying to. <laughs> None of it makes sense. They're doing that because they're at a, they have a deadline to pay that other guy back. So it's oh, not like but yeah, yeah, you're right, you're right, you're right, you're right. Yeah. That's not a, like nothing happens. The like if there's nothing grows cause and effect out of anything that happens like even in the trailer i go okay i kind of see so there he's making a deal with them that like he needs what i assume from the trailer it was like dev patel would need pieces or something that only the punkers would have to make this thing happen or like their their subterfuge or like right he has to do this on the side because if the hugh jackmans find out he's he's making a chappy it'll be a big deal and instead it's just pure bullshit like they kidnap him hugh jackman's yeah oh god and it ends with like a cluster bomb missing everyone in a van. Hugh Jackman's flying in a robot over. I don't, I don't want to see any of this. Well, I, I you know, that whole Hugh Jackman thing, and this is one of the questions I had for you is, 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 do we even need any of the Hugh Jackman element? That whole weapons race bullshit. Well, who's the villain? The, I, the, Ed, the Ed. What is? What is it? What's the name of the Moose. Ed? Ed two oh nine. The Moose. Yeah, the moose, but but he's basically a placeholder for Ed Two Hundred Nine. Oh uh, yeah. I mean, what? I mean, you're you've got a soup. You're trying to make a super sexy weapon, and you're calling him the moose. Really? Yeah. Well and done. You can't get that off the ground because the other. <laughs> I don't understand. I don't understand how idiot that's. He, he can literally get it off the ground, but uh, but only by doing all this other bullshit. But I, I think that's not what the movie is supposed to be about. I I. I then it gets into consciousness. Why is the Hugh Grant character, all of that Ed 209 or Moose or whatever it is stuff in there? Why is that in there? Why is all that weapons shit in there? I mean, this is, this is I think, supposed to be a movie about the development of consciousness and parenting. And, and they cannot see it through. I mean, yeah. think, of, think about that. I mean, think about the, the, the 
the philosophical ideas of developing consciousness, of what that would take, of what it would take to create consciousness. I mean, that's what being a parent is. And then you have to be there for the for the building blocks of learning. And they skip all of that in this movie in favor of running around with Ed 209. I don't. Well, and it might have been helpful to have. I mean, okay, like a kid ruined RoboCop too, but like. Is Dev Patel a frustrated parent? Does he have a love interest that he would want a kid? Like, is all the stuff that you're attaching to, like, were the were those rappers frustrated parents or something? Like, where are all these paternal influences coming from all of a sudden? And well, being they're not machine. The, none of them have any investiture in, like, just for that one day. This is all, like, some random – it all just kind of comes about randomly. They're not frustrated parents. They, they're – they're incompetent because they're they're trying to parent the way they were parented. I think nin I think the the ninja character, whoever that whatever the name of that fucking character was, is parenting the way he was parented, which is th- throw that kid into a into a dog fight and let's see what happens. And I think she's she's parented the way she was hoping to be parented as as actually having a mother. And I I think that those <laughs> characters, I mean she's she's being a mother at the best in a nurturing way and in a way that she probably was not nurtured. And I think that those things are sincere in, in as far as they are. I think the Dev Patel character, as much as I like him, is trying to be a creator, and that is this movie trying to do a God thing, which is yeah, another thing that it's trying to do. Um, but I just don't understand what these writers are trying to convey to us because they're not chasing down any idea in a reasonable way uh, or in or in a way that makes we haven't any already sense seen. right yeah it's like robocop makes sense robocop to- good lord robocop i mean i watched it again and i'm sorry to say this but that moment when uh when gary oldman takes him apart and shows him who he really is with which is these pumping lungs and a face yeah. it's just such an emotional moment no that part's great that's better than anything in chappy yeah absolutely Good and Lord. there's no moment. I can't think of one moment like that in Chappie. Like, yeah. Ew, but even and that was that, that's a great movie. question. Is there anything in Chappie that emotionally moved you? No, it's like the first thing when I found out Chappie was rated R. That's when I at least my interest reached its like the closest thing resembling pe- being peaked. Like, oh wait, Chappie's rated R. Like that's oh, so they're really going for the RoboCop. Like, at least have that. But even having seen the movie, it's even more perplexing. It's totally perplexing because there's nothing. I'm with you. Usually, I would prefer a movie to be rated R. But what? What about this movie deserves it? Other than the language, what deserves it? Yeah, which to me, and you right, and so language to me is is never. This movie doesn't even earn a rated R. I mean, I think this might be the first time we've said this. This movie doesn't earn its rated R. Yeah, it doesn't doesn't deserve an R. And RoboCop, it should should be edited down to a PG-13. Yeah, you lose nothing. You lose absolutely. I mean, this movie doesn't. I mean, I'm glad that you said that because this movie does not deserve to be rated R because that that's a higher bar for me. I mean, my instinct is to go the other way and make it a harder R. But like, but how? I mean, there's no characters to give a shit about. Like, one guy gets cut in half, and there's not really any other good action or violence. Like, it's very, very cheap and indoors and talky and 
it's just really there's nothing there's nothing good. I mean, if you want to no really good. if you want to really push the boundaries, then fine. Ma- make this 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 be in like make Chappie the character, this inner city kid, which is what they're trying to do, who's being raised by inner city parents and being created into this terrible horrible inner city like Oliver just, Twist. Yeah, exactly. Or, and make make it make it Oliver make, Twist yeah. but with an R. Right. Which is actually not the stupidest movie pitch. It's not. You're right. And I'm that, glad that you said that. Lo- I didn't even think of Oliver Twist. Did you just think of that right now? Uh yeah. That's beautiful. Yeah, make him into Oliver Twist. Make him be this this character who who because we get none of the learning progression. No. But but fine. Yeah, make it that. I love that, Kelly. Yeah. That's a great idea. Because as it is, we have really poorly drawn... Like, we don't feel anything for these. No, I hate everybody in this movie. Yeah. Absolutely. And the whole reason everybody. they have them is because they're trying to get out of paying a debt that they owe. So it's like, why do I, why do I want Oh, them? God, who fucking cares about the debt? God damn and it. That's why they're, they don't they don't even care heist. about it. They're doing a heist to do other fucking... They're doing a heist, right. So it's like... God. Everything that you're saying, oh, see, the, it's if it's about parenting, like the reason they're parents is because they have a week to <laughs> kidnap a robot and teach it right. to shoot things. Like right. it's not even. But he presents this idea of this learning structure, and what what I wanted to see as I was watching it, and I was so bored doing so much of this, yeah. that when well, there's a moment where Chappie. Um, which I can't, I can barely say his name because it's a stupid fucking name and such a stupid fucking <laughs> title, and 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 I don't even understand the vocal choices. Thank you, Charlotte Copley, for whatever you were doing, but I, I can't imagine a more annoying vocal choice. It's and a little Jar Jar-y. It, it, It's Jar Jar-y. It's like it's like Carl Malone because he's constantly referring to himself in the third person, like yeah. hey, it's a, it, Carl Malone did this, and you know, Chappie did this, and Chappie did that. Yeah. Well, I don't stop it. Why? Why the fuck are you doing that? He talks, and he has he has less personality than Wally, who never. Oh, but not even. It's not even less personality. It's it's sympathy. It's it's audibly great. It's grating. Yeah. His voice is grating on you for the whole movie. Um, I mean, I am chappy, and I do this. Do I want to hear that for a no total movie? No, I don't. No. I don't even. I agree with you. What the fuck were you guys thinking? Yeah, Chappie's an irritating name, and I have to hear him say it. And I have so to it's hear like him say it. It's like a daddy exactly. insult to injury. Yeah, yeah. Chappie! Chappie got the... Oh, God. What were they thinking? No, it's almost like a... It's like a... It's You're throwing down the, the glove. You're going, it's named Chappie, bitches. It's an R-rated Chappie. And, you're and gonna we're going to say it over and over. So right. it reminds me when Lucas was like, by the end of the third movie, you will uh, admire Jar Jar. You'll yeah. see. You Thank got when he when he throw when he gives the empire everything they want, you'll admire. There's this moment where uh, where in, in his uh, in, in, first of all, I don't understand why they let Dev Patel leave, but they just do. I know. <laughs> after after Chabby's born, okay, you go ahead and go off, and, and right. you're gonna come back. What's their what's their dynamic? There's a moment where Chappie reaches out. You promised. He pets a dog. Yeah. And and all I can think of is we're we're talking about like a baby learning things, and and he's talked about the learning structure of a baby and the and the and the the building blocks of learning. How the fuck does Chappie know to pet a pet dog? A dog. Yeah. It, it, right. He doesn't have nerve endings. In the, he in doesn't. The he doesn't know what this thing is, oh. and we have seen none of the connective tissue at all. 
And then it becomes a metaphor like an American sniper. Which, what, which dog do you want to be? And then that blows Chappie's mind. And he's like, oh, wow, I guess. Put it like that. I guess I better go carjacking with you, Daddy. <laughs> It's a well, well, I, I understand. Yeah, I, I mean, I understand that the the seeking approval aspect of of who Chappie is, but I just don't think there's anything else to him, and they don't uh-huh. do anything to sort of do the building blocks of learning and and the idea of of the creation of consciousness and what that means existentially. Yeah. That's so frustrating to me because they do nothing with so many of these wonderful ideas. This idea, this fear of – I mean, again, this is my personal baggage, the fear of being a parent and leaving your kid with somebody else. And then when you get home, what has he learned? <laughs> what am I going to have to do? Yeah. And they do nothing with that because Deb or, Patel just like dips in every now and then like dipping his toes in a pool. Yeah. <sighs> And also, it's like, okay, so that time frame they have, they have a week to, to parent him and get, teach him to pet dogs. He learns on his own. And Apparently. It's like, right, right. And then, like, within a day, he's he's speaking rap and, like, carjack. Like, he's already grown 10 years. Well, that only adds to the annoyance of who he right. is. He's anthropomorphic. Chappy has bling. I mean, yeah. honestly. It's like a kangaroo jack bit or something. All right. So let me ask you this. Robot. Because I was constantly reaching for the things – because I think this movie is reaching for ideas. Um, what do you think about the God thing in this? Because I think that there is this this element of religion in the movie in a couple of ways, uh, both with Hugh Jackman. Uh, I think Hugh Jackman's character is supposed to be some sort of fundamentalist Catholic. Um, and I'm wondering what else they're, they're doing with making Dev Patel the creator and what they're trying to go for with sort of a religious aspect. Do you, do you see any of that? What do you mean by the Jackman? Thing? Well, there, there, there's a couple of moments. There's a couple of little things. I think there's a there's a moment where, where Hugh Jackman does that um, – I forget what it's, what's, what it's called when you do the, the sign of the, the cross on your chest when you're a Catholic. I'm not a Catholic. Oh, yeah. No, it's, it's Father, Son, Holy Ghost. I think uh, he does that real quick in the middle of a battle. And I think earlier on he says something related to religion about – what he's doing and i'm wondering if there was this whole religious sus uh subtext about hugh jackman's character but maybe it's old testament and i think so i think there was that but if you didn't catch it maybe i'm just uh like, i'm i like after a lazarus effect my brain will naturally skitter away from that tendency unless all right. just, I'm, unless i'm bludgeoned with it and with chappie everything was so half-assed and every idea was so amorphous and like barely there like that stuff was way all right well, uh, well let's ditch that then. Um, that, that might have just been me being crazy but there was this constant like i'm the creator i'm the creator i'm the creator and then at the end it was why would you do this to me from chappy it was like why would you create me if i'm gonna die anyway yeah. why would you create me if i'm gonna feel this pain and this is sort of an elementary you know religious philosophy of of uh, why would there be a creator who would let us be killed? And well, that's Blade Runner. Oh, all right. Yeah, all that's right. Fair enough. Blade Runner, basically. All right. You just, you just pretty much solved whatever. Except in Blade Runner, there was that, that was like a major th- motivating factor, and then in this, it's like Chappie well, basically goes, "Okay, I stole the thing," and then he like laughs at like that's how he gets the chip is he steals it. 
Well, Ch- you, you just made you made a really good point. I mean, Chappie is kind of maybe the infant the infant version of Roy Batty. Right. Well, this movie is what movies are now, as opposed to '82 Ridley Scott, when it was kind of more a more daring time. Maybe. Oh fuck! Because Blade Runner came out the same day. You might have. You might have. You might be absolutely right about that. It might just be where we are right now. Yeah, and the thing like that was like within a week, the thing, Road Warrior, and Blade Runner all came out, and then you compare that to now, it's like okay, if it's Shades of Grey, fuck, You're Jupiter right. Ascending, and then this is this is what we get now instead of Blade Runner. Like everything's just like a, a pre-packaged shit box that we just. God, you just made me shit but I think I think you're absolutely right. I mean, the the sort of sucks the, that quandary of of creator versus I mean, yeah, yeah, we're I, getting I, yeah. You get the god you deserve, and we get the movie you deserve. So in a way, it's actually making a, a poignant point about the world we live in. All right. Well, fair enough then. But it was like so, Mr. RoboCop. It's so strange that you go. Well, Camp knew there was a RoboCop remake, so you think, okay, if I'm going to put this out the next year, it's going to somehow like one up RoboCop in some way. Like that movie Wormwood had like zombie ideas in it that at least I hadn't seen before. But there's like nothing in Chappie that's better. Is, than- is there anything in Chappie that you? I mean, I can't. I really can't think of anything. The I was world- sitting there wanting it to be good for so long, and actually, there was one moment where I thought. Um, such good part production design and well, well it, there's actually a moment and I, and I feel kind of embarrassed to say this where I, I kind of started to think maybe this is supposed to be a send-up of 80s <laughs> action movies I mean what? when you we, I'm sorry when the the that Hans Zimmer ridiculous music uh, the fact that that dude ninja whatever he is is carrying like a bright yellow AK-47, whatever the yeah. fuck that rifle is. It, and w- when that, that dude in the orange hoodie, which turns out to be a, a member of their little hip-hop band, gets shot, it's it's just so... It, it is almost on the edge of being this weird, campy 80s action movie. Blom that, campy. Yeah, Blom campy, very nicely done. Um, where I started to think, maybe this is trying to be a send-up of something like the way robocop was <laughs> yeah but but like a send-up of a send-up like maybe it's trying to send up robocop um the uh geez, if you're that meta and you're that ambitious when, when i saw that rifle and when i heard the music and when that guy gets shot and, and the editing is so horrible i mean it, the editing in this movie is so bad i just thought maybe this movie is trying to parody those things I mean, it would go with your theory of like another like great idea that's just like taken out of the oven an hour early. Yeah, yeah, that's absolutely. It's just right. like, hey, we'll do, we'll do, we'll we'll one up the news and the 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 dystopia of RoboCop, but we'll like South Africanize it a little bit, so it'll be like a different flavor. But that's the thing; there's no good flavor in this. Like the things that made District Nine kind of stand out, I think, is just they're just sort of little touches and just like, I guess. Just tone and taste, and right. the Charlotte Copley character being like the protagonist, like those things, all made it different. And then this, it's everything's just like a carbon copy of something shitty. I don't know. Yeah, but, I, 
I I mean I agree with you. I mean I, I mean it, I I think that the movie does understand. I think it tries to be like a parable about parenting at one point. I think it tries to be an allegory about God at some point. I don't, yeah. I don't think it understands what either of those words means. Um, I just think that it just falls apart in so many ways. Yeah, it's... Uh, uh, it's so disappointing to see that happen. I want to fix I liked, it. It's too late. <laughs> I think there's there's plenty of ways to fix it, but I think it involves dialing it way back down and making it about sharpening. Like, what's your movie about most? Like, you got to at least get these things. Like, Aliens is about like the mother thing, like mother protection stuff. Like, that's it's just yeah. constantly beaten. Like, it's it's all deliberate, and you can you can you. It's like you'd be stupid to miss it. But in this, it's like nothing's ever paid off. You're right. It tries to do nine different... Like you said, it does all those... It attempts all those different... And and, and the, the first question I asked you was, what is this movie about? And you just asked this question at the end. What is this movie about most? And I, and I wish that you had been there to talk to them to say, what is this movie about most? Because I think you have a better idea of what this movie can be about than they do. You know, I'm not that special. I mean, you're pretty special, Mister Man. <laughs> he so, didn't need for District Nine. He shouldn't need me for a robot movie. Well, I, I think. See, I don't know though. I I feel like I'm less like Isaac Asimov wrote these robot novels, and he wrote this other series about called the Foundation novels that were like a way more. Int- I've always like felt like robots were the less interesting. Thing to me. Like I, 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 I don't it. think this is a, you know when I was thinking about what music I would choose for this I was thinking you know going in before I saw it I was thinking well what robot songs do I like or whatever yeah. I don't think this is about a robot I think this is about a, a creation of consciousness and raising and developing and learning that consciousness and creating a being and and how human beings can do that themselves and what that entails. And I just don't think the movie bothers to chase down what that idea actually no. is. It doesn't have any theory. Instead, they just fuck around with Robocop technology and can't bother to be really chasing down. I mean, because it's rigorous. It, it, you know, teaching and raising a child is rigorous it's a rigorous act, and that's what that this should have been. And they skipped all of the interstitials, yeah. <laughs> which is weird. Yeah, making a movie about consciousness and identity is also rigorous. Yeah, it is. But that's what they're purporting to do. They're trying to talk about creating consciousness, and all of that crap about Dev Patel like sitting in his little office and having a product placement about Red Bull. I mean, that's supposed to be him creating consciousness. And by the way, they also, you know, I said fuck this movie many times. The <laughs> last time I said fuck this movie was when they when they did their heist. You know what they stole? PS4s. What? They stole a bunch of PS4s. Fuck See, this. Movie. This is a Sony movie, and they had their the the guys heist a bunch of PS4s. Fuck that. Wait, really? that's the product placement. It's Red Bull what and PS4s. Uh, I kind of admire the stones and the cynicism of that. All right. Well, uh, fair enough. I, I, you're right. I, I do kind of admire that. I just wish they would have actually... We're going to get something out of this fucking movie. I wish they would have plugged them in and used them then. The, the marketing department, I at least didn't phone in there. But a stack of PS4s is awesome. Yeah. Uh, 
Wait, was that at the beginning or later after? No, no, it was later. You actually see a guy unwrapping PS4s. Oh, see. As they're standing there after the after one of the after the I think it's after the armored car heist. Is there a game in particular the Chappie was really into? Like, oh, oh I have no idea. Anyway, uh, yeah. let's uh, now that we've talked about this thing. Uh, do you have an? Uh, let's do an over under thing. Um, uh, my over uh, my over would be Robocop twenty fourteen. Uh, my I've, over would be yeah. Well, go ahead. Go well, I was just gonna say mine would have been the eighty seven Robocop. Okay, fair enough. So we both picked the same movie, kind of. Right. But I cut you off. I'm sorry. Finish your Robocop. No, that's fine. Um, uh, I was going to go with an over of Blade Runner, and then I watched Robocop again today, and I realized, gosh, I really, uh, I, I was a little embarrassed by liking Robocop um, from from last year, um, but uh, well. I really, I actually think it's really pretty well made, um, and I'm not a big Verhoeven fan, so uh, so I was gonna, I'm gonna go ahead and go with Robocop. Uh, I'm a Verhoeven fan, and I didn't like last year's Robocop remake, but in the same way that Avatar made me like District Nine more, this Chappie made me like that Robocop remake more. All right. So if I was on a desert island with this or Robocop. <sighs> I just What's can't. I can't hear his voice anymore. I cannot hear that robot. Chappies? Yeah. I don't understand why he. Uh, Chappie does this. Chappie does this. Uh, I mean, the the vocal choices in this movie. Jesus. Was that Copley's voice? Yeah, it's Charlton Copley, who is who is awesome. He's a gr- he's really good. But God. You know what? I feel like. I think, like even in Elysium, I liked looking at Charlton Copley. Like I was, yeah. Even as ridiculous as he was in that, yeah. Yeah, and an A team and a District Nine. So I think the the lesson, the takeaway from Chappie should be, just like put Charles, like give him an actual role. Like don't Andy Circus him. Up. Yeah, very good. Yeah, I want to watch him actually, his face and his. I don't know. I'm so glad you said that because I, I like just his saw presence. his face in my head. Uh, and my Chappie kid, could have been anybody. My kid is super into um, the A Team, or was like maybe six months ago. <laughs> the movie or the series from eighties. Uh, the series, but I just remembered Charlton Copley in that movie as Murdoch. Yeah. And how much I like that guy. I just think he's so good. You're right. You're absolutely right. Wait, did Kiernan see Chappie, or did you? Did R-A's? Oh no, it's an R movie. Come on. I had, oh, no. to go, I had to go alone. Tom would not go with me. Alexander would not go with me. Nobody would go to Lonely. see this movie with me. I had to go alone late last night. Uh, it was a fairly well uh, well attended theater, but again, as I said, once the credits got going, everybody jammed out of there immediately. I got a lot of offers to see it after I'd seen it. What? Like stoners called me up and went, hey, you want to see Chappie tonight? I'm like, dude, what? Uh, don't, God, don't I, I cannot imagine why anybody will. I, I, this movie is going to tank. I mean, it was number one this week, but there's no way it's going to do a damn thing next week. It's just well, sixty percent so, of the audience. That's true. Oh, yeah. Actually, you you might be right. If sixty six percent of the audience liked it, a lot of people might go back. All right, yeah. fair enough. All right, under, so what's your under for this movie? Uh, Heart beeps with Eddie <laughs> Kaufman and Bernadette Peters. My under is short circuit. The first one or the second one? Yes. Okay. 
There's so many. I don't know. Did you ever see iRobot? The Will Smith movie? Yeah. Yeah, I'm not a big fan of that. Yeah. Uh, the face at the end of the It's a standard, like, Will Smith yeah. around CG. Shooting. Yeah. It is. You pretty much just pitched it successfully. Yeah, thank you. That's, that's my own. Peters. So, yeah, there you go. Chappie. All right, so, uh, Chappie. Thank you, Chappie. Put it to bed. Thank you, Chappie. And thanks for spelling that it that way in the poster, jerk. This is Chappie's movie. It is. This is Chappie's movie. This is Chappie's poster. Is I is a lowercase I. Uh, so, moving on. <laughs> every week we talk about a movie that was inspired by the previous week's movie. Last week we saw a movie called The Lazarus Effect. <laughs> and so, after seeing our... Actually, not even after... Every moment during watching The Lazarus Effect, all I can think of uh, was the movie Lucy. So all I can think of was I really want to see the movie Lucy again because I have not seen Lucy since we were in theaters. So uh, I really wanted to watch Lucy again and talk to you about it. Mm. I don't so, think we've talked about it before. I think we have because of – Because I didn't see it for a long time. We didn't do an actual show on it, but we talked about it because it was a – Tom. Tom was a big fan of this movie, and he's the reason I went to see it. And, in fact, I went to see it with him. He had already seen it. He took me to see it. Uh, we went to see Lucy, and then we also went to see, I think, the Walter Mitty movie in that same day. What? Yeah. You saw that thing? We saw both of those in the oh very same day, I believe. Um, Jesus, dude. Uh, but but we went to see Lucy because Tom's like, I really like this movie. I need you to see it, so let's go and see it. Um and uh, I was great. I'm crazy about Lucy, I'm, and it ended up, I think, on Tom's top ten list for that year. And so we talked about it extensively on the podcast, but we haven't talked about it as a standalone podcast. And so I wanted to talk about it a little bit again, and more, more importantly, I wanted to see it again. Um, so, did you see it again this week? Uh, I didn't see it this week, but, but I you... seen. I saw it like way after. I saw it like two months ago. Oh, all right. So I've seen like it was too recent to see it that. Same. So re- refresh my memory. What do you think about it? I really love the opening. Like the first half hour is really good, and she's really good in it. And then as it goes on, I kind of liked it less and less. And in the ending, I was a little disappointed that it just becomes about USB port. I thought that was like well, not what as you exciting. Mean? I understand the the very ending being disappointing, and a lot of people have made that USB sort of like what what the hell is happening in that that slimy ending and all that weird CG stuff. But what do you mean that after the first uh, the first hour or half hour that it starts to go downhill? Because uh, it sort of gets a little repetitive and the action sequences start... Like she seems to be relying more and more on the cop friend. And I kind of liked it more when it was just her. I think it's kind of one of those movies where her god powers would be more exciting to me if she was solo against I don't know it's like I wanted that ending to be like the end of the first half hour and then her story just keeps going <laughs> but it made so much money it made like half a million dollars it was a huge hit um, and it and then they kept asking Luke Besson if he was going to do a sequel to it and he was just like well how like it wasn't really set up that way um, but uh, what was the question uh, I was just wondering why, uh, where it started to sort of fall out, fall off. I think it started running out. I stood, it started running out of gas for me when it was like 
you start to see the percentiles go up and then yeah. but it doesn't seem like she's really getting like each percentile is an order of magnitude awesomer than it was before like she's kind of becomes she graduates past us um it kind of reminded me of the Soloff stapleton novel called odd john about this like wait say that again odd john it's like a kid he's like a mutant he's like homo superior all right um and so it's like he uh, it just seemed a little more thoughtful um well, I, I really I, liked. Yeah. Yeah. I like the opening. I think like the way she just kind of gets enmeshed in it, like against her will, and you kind of have to figure out along with her like what's going on. I thought was kind of thought that was effective. Do you remember all that weird sort of like um, the way Luc Besson like sh- sticks in those pictures of like cheetahs running around and whatnot? Yeah. Does that work for you? Uh, I, I don't know. No, I guess not. No, I, I didn't like the Morgan Freeman character. I thought I thought he was kind of a, a drag on the proceedings. Maybe. I, you know, when I watched it again this week, I I have to admit to you, I hadn't even remembered Morgan Freeman was in it <laughs> until I watched <laughs> it again, and then he shows up and I'm like, oh yeah, Morgan Freeman's in this. Yeah. You know, I, I don't. I don't have a problem with him. I just hadn't remembered him because it's not a problem. Yeah, it's not like oh great, now it's Morgan Morgan Freeman. It's more like that character doesn't make it better. Like ah, here comes the braid guy. Hold <laughs> on, your dicks. It's gonna get crazy. But then it's like she's sort of, and then it's like okay, we got to keep these guys from shooting her. Like if she's getting more godlike, she would need them less. I don't know. I don't know what I wanted. It's hard to not punt when you're going with that kind of. She's graduating past our ability to understand. Um, I think she's really good. I think Scarlett Johansson's really good in the movie, like all the way through. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But when it came down, when it came down to like a shootout in the hallway, I thought maybe the scope um, had had got too narrow for me. I don't know. Maybe maybe I should have watched it again this week. No, no, I think you're. I think you're spot on for what a lot of people thought about it. Um, I think uh, I think she's amazing in it. And one of the things that we talked about when we saw Nightcrawler, or one of the things I said, was um, I can't believe how awesome Jake Gyllenhaal and Scar- Johan- Scarlett Johansson are, um, and how that some of my favorite performances over the last year and a half, two years, are the two of them doing things that are really daring and weird and not what I would have expected of somebody who does Prince of Egypt or not Prince of Egypt Persia. Uh, thanks Prince of Persia and uh, and Black Widow that that those two are doing things that are so crazy outside the box uh, and actually and watching it again this week she actually has a she has a line where she references under the skin she says she's talking about she's on the phone with her mother while she's getting surgery done to her and I like that she's, part. she's talking about uh, the fact that she can she can feel everything now and this is the one person she can talk to about this her mom and she talks about her bones and she can and she can uh, she can remember her own bones growing I like this grinding under the skin and I love that I mean I, I, I know that's not on purpose but it was such a it was such a delightful accidental Easter egg for me 
uh, because I think that <laughs> did she say her, her too? No, <laughs> um, because I think that her performance last year in Under the Skin and his performance last year in Nightcrawler are two of my favorite performances of the year, and just amazing that they came out of those two actors. And this 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 performance is freaking great. She's great in this movie. I mean, she's kind of cribbing for some of the stuff that she does in Under the Skin. I mean, she's doing this sort of blank. Like, as I get more smart, I get more blank, as as if I'm becoming an alien. Um, Yeah, but in the first scene, she's way different. It's a really... Oh, no, yeah, 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 you're right. Metamorphosis movie. Oh no! In the first in the like in the first talking. sequence, she is just absolutely hysterical yeah. and crazy and terrible and terrified. Mm-hmm. She's awesome in that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And she can't understand it's a amazing. word anybody's saying. And this this dude that she's been dating for a week just got shot. And oh man, yeah. that's that, why I wished I didn't know what the movie was about. Like if you just go at it, you're like, wait, okay, so it's a heist movie with Scarlett Johansson, and you, you're just not sure what's going to happen, right? I don't know. Well, I didn't know what I was in for. I just knew I was going to see a movie called Lucy. And then it starts with Lucy, the original African Lucy, sitting there at a river drinking out of the water. Which, if you're going to the movie not knowing what the hell the movie's about, and you're and you start and the movie starts, you think, "Am I seeing the sequel to a Terrence Malick film? What's going on yeah. here?" Um, and then we get into a Terrence Malick film later on. It's like Luke Besson and Terrence Malick made it. Um, it's I, I God, I cannot tell you. Watching it again, ah man, because you know the and I said this last week. The women that I've talked to who have seen this did not like it. Um, you know, my didn't girlfriend like didn't like Lucy. it. Did not like Lucy. They just don't like it. I don't know what the deal is. Um, part of it is that terrible last 10 minutes where it becomes like a guy movie maybe yeah it might be like like she she, doesn't get to do she doesn't get to do feminine things maybe you know what I mean like she becomes like a zombie kind of yeah I think you no you might be right actually and the water the African Lucy I wanted to be thinking of Terrence Malick but like the first thought that crossed my mind was Prometheus, and so then I was having problems. Like I was like, uh, ah, "No, shut up! Try to enjoy this." I was like trying to subvert my own <laughs> scowls, internal scowls. Mm-hmm. Luke Besson's always someone I have to like. Sort of, I mean, he's kind of like Michael Mann, where he sort of does the same thing every time. But it's like a flavor I've, I've sort of, I don't hate. Well, I didn't want to like this movie because I hated the family. Right. Yeah. Exactly. So by that by that standard, I guess I should have. But I was also coming off under the skin too, so maybe my bar was a little high with Scarlet Johansson. Uh, my my bar was high, but I think I was also primed to sort of like lift her up a little bit. Yeah. And regardless, she and she comes from a Ghost World. She good she's God, a- she's so good in this movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Damn, she does everything well, and there's so many great little moments. I mean, remember that moment when she gets out of the cell? She's got the guy's gun. This is just when she's got her powers, or starting to get them. And she walks into the room where the guy, where the kidnappers are all sitting around the table eating, and she goes, "Hey!" and she just shoots all four of them. Doo, doo, yeah. doo, doo, doo. I love that little bit. That's totally Luke Besson. Just this, this is what you can expect 
but I'm going to give you a little bit of, and this is kind of going back to what things I hated about uh, the Lazarus effect and things I hated about um, Chappie. It's just like, I'm, I'm going to be able to deliver these things, but I'm going to give you a little bit of existential weirdness too. And I'm going to chase down some of these ideas. I think that ultimately at the end, he fails us with that silly thumb drive stuff, but but I think that's just... It reminded me of Contact. Like, ah, wait, you had something more exciting going on in there. Oh, yeah, that's a it's, really good... It's turning into something. Oh, it's the dad. Ugh. Oh, you're right. Yeah, you make a And good. a shootout. And a, yeah. Like, why do I care about the shootout? The shootout is totally unnecessary. I'm interested. And I that, that hallway bullshit is terrible because Sorry. this is, again, like the Lazarus effect. If, if she's at this level of consciousness, she can just knock everybody right. out and just walk out of the hotel. She can knock everybody out in the entire hospital, take what she wants, and leave. Yeah. I mean, why, why even bother to have a fight or a shootout? There's no reason to have... Yeah, or even to do what she does. Isn't it like where she makes them not move or something? But she still kind of toys with them a little too long. She does this weird thing, and it's just for visuals, where she... She, they're above her. She floats them up to the ceiling, and they're yeah. all like fighting in amber or whatever. Right. And there's no reason to do that because the scene before she has knocked everybody out. I mean, like just everybody. See, I prefer out. she does like a Valentine Michael Smith, and they just go to the cornfield or something. Like she should become <laughs> less. I don't know. I just wanted to be more a Philadelphia experiment, or like she should just be crueler, maybe, or a little more under the skinny. That's the thing. It is that's like a, a great point. That, that's a really great point. If she's so powerful, then then there's no reason to have those scenes. But if she's what you're talking about, then those then you get more interesting choices. Right. But then the fact that they're in the amber like under the skin, but it's not as good. It's like, oh, come on, Lucy, to like blow my mind, like do something that a god like if I was that, like what my first thing would do instead of just CG. Right. Like she's right. she like like because then by then she's doing shit like moving the cop into the other seat of the car. Right. Right. Telekinetically, right. and it's yeah. like really carry level shit. Like you should be fucking like the planet should be crashing into each other. Like I'm just curious to see what happens, and then she like runs all these different matrix histories of the. I don't know. Right. Well, that's the problem. Pump it up. When you give a character Turn with that, that much power, then. It's it's difficult. Then you rid yourself think. into a corner, right. but then that's the challenge you have to meet. And then I, I think by the end, I I didn't feel. I thought Basad had kind of got a little soft on his own. I don't know. That's the thing, though. It's like the per, the brain percentage thing's a little dopey anyway. And so he he kind of like when it's like okay, it's at ninety nine. What's gonna happen? And then that's what happens. Right. Yeah, I, I think you're right. That doesn't actually follow. Like I wish it'd been a little more Malachy. Yeah, or Kubrickian. I mean, I mean, at that point, I'm okay that you jump into 2001, uh, because if you're going to go to 1,000, 100 percent, you have to show me something I've never seen before. And and yeah. you know, pinning human beings up against the ceiling doesn't really matter to me. But it was that, interesting, like that it made that much money. I didn't realize it did. It had done that well. I'm it glad. Had a billion. To the shock of yeah, it's like his biggest hit, Luc Besson's biggest hit movie. Well, I love it. I think that's I think that's a lot to do with with how great she is in it. Yeah, I think she's she's taken such great chances. And again, you know, leading up to this year or last year, I wasn't a big fan of hers. But man, I cannot be a bigger champion of hers after the seeing things she, she's done. 
All right, we have one writer inner this week. This is oh Chris. really for Lucy? I'm kind yeah. of surprised. This I is Chris Galvanize. Chris Markinson. Uh, Mark Quack says, "Hey guys, uh, this was so enjoyable to watch again. I absolutely love the hospital room scene. <laughs> I love that her tears. Yeah, wait, that, which one? The operation? Because oh, I think that's absolutely what he's talking about. Okay, because okay. that 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 scene, when I was reading things, when I was watching the things that she was saying to her mother, um, and uh, I mean, I had to stop." I had to stop the movie a couple of times because when she, when she's talking to her mom, like, I love you, mom and dad, and I want to thank you for the thousand kisses that I can still feel on my face. Or when she's talking about, I can still taste your milk. I mean, good God, Kelly. Yeah. Uh, watching her do that while the doctor is operating on her, and, and he's like, I'm going to be reaching into you now. And she's just like, yeah, yeah. But yeah. But hearing her tell her mom, I can still taste your milk. I, I can't remember what the exact line is, but feel like the room, feel the liquid. Uh, the, just that I can still taste your milk um, and the thousand kisses. Oh, my God. Kelly. So I think that's what he's talking about. Hopefully that's what he's talking about. So anyway, uh, to go on with Chris. I love that her tears fall down her face into her mouth. While she talks with her mother, and then her voice stays calm until the point when she mentions the taste. Okay, good. Oh, yeah, he's talking about this. The taste of her mother's milk in her mouth. I think it's a really powerful scene, and one that I've watched a couple of times this afternoon. I think my only quibble with the movie would be that it gets a little too CG at the end with the black goo. Kelly, thank you for suggesting Butter, the movie Butter. Ah, uh, yeah. Which is a little similar to the goo, but yellow. I like that that Chris makes it clear that he's thanking you for suggesting butter, but the movie butter, not the substance. Well, if you think of Olivia Wilde and butter at the same time, there's no downside. Right. So once again, Chris and I are on the on the same page with that whole mother's milk thing. So good job, Chris. Thank you for writing. Yeah, it. it's like the last time she's human, kind of. So just, like, that's a great seed. And then I don't know. I remember kind of liking some scenes where she's talking to Morgan Freeman about her like conclusions, and she's talking. I, you know, I think I would agree with you, and I didn't think of it this until you said it. I don't think I need any of that Morgan Freeman like lecturing stuff, and yeah, I don't even, I don't even think I need all the scientists at the end in their little robes, and they don't contribute much. I don't think they do either, and they're not really, yeah, they're not part of the gunfight. They don't even have to be there. But I think that that scene in the hospital that Chris is talking about, man, yeah. that freaking knocked my socks off. And I think she plays it perfectly. Yeah. Um, I mean, but what yeah. if she'd had sex? I know this is my answer to everything, but like, <laughs> when she's that, like, when she's at ninety-eight, like, like what sex feel like to some to God? Like, well, God. she doesn't care about pain, so so. Crappy yeah, pleasure no doesn't matter any more than that. And she can fuck the sun or something. She's, she's. Did you say she could fuck the sun? Yeah. All right, I think we'll leave it at that. F- Firequake. Uh... All right, Mr. Firequake. Well, so, for next week's mini movie club blueza, which would have uh... been suggested by watching the movie uh, <laughs> Chappie. Chappie. Kelly watched Chappie. Kelly, what? Do you suggest after watching Chappie? I don't know, man. Do you want to go twice? I don't like my choice. 
I can't go twice. It's your turn. What dude. if I, you go? What if you go this time and then? No, that is not an option. You choose. You choose what you choose, and you don't get blues. Come on. What is your choice for a mini movie club of blues? Come on now. All right, Westworld. All right, perfect. Why do? Why are you even worrying about this? I love that <laughs> movie, and I am so happy to see it again. What? what God, you're so you're such a dork. Okay. Good. Why would you even doubt that? Well, because of not... course I would want to see Westworld again. I'm a huge Yul Brynner fan. I love that movie. I haven't seen it in fucking years. So yeah. Is it really, like? Does it correspond to Chappie thematically enough? Well, who cares? I would love uh, to watch Westworld again. Yes. And who's the dude in it? Richard, um, no. Benjamin. Richard Benjamin. Oh, yeah. man. I am so excited. Thank you. Why do you even? Westworld. Why do you ever doubt yourself, you jerk? Come on. Because I suck. I, I, I ah, Westworld is great. I'm so glad and you that, chose that. Nine times out of ten, my choices are terrible. Fucking Murder by a Death was awful. Oh, who cares? At least I got a chance to see it. Hey, Tell me one, you never have to worry about recommending a movie to me. I'm always excited to see what you recommend. Sometimes it fails. Sometimes it doesn't. But I, damn it. Westworld, I haven't seen it in years. I'm excited. Oh, god damn it, Kelly. But even Lucy's interesting. Like, like we hadn't talked about Lucy. Like, that's a good... Like, all mine suck. You're, you're, that, that does not suck. Is better than my uh, movie. I'm so excited to see Westworld again. I get a, I get an excuse to watch a movie that I haven't seen in years. It's like you know, you know Tom gave me an excuse to see Grey Lady Down again, which, uh, which <laughs> I'm not going to spend the time to see that unless I feel like it's that's an assignment. True. And you've given me an assignment to see Westworld, yeah, which that's in, frittering away. No, no, no. But but in years past, because I don't you know I don't have cable anymore. Yeah, uh, neither. But, you know, in years past, like late at night, you'd be like switching through channels and you'd like land on Westworld. And you're yeah. like, well, let me watch a few min- minutes of this. And then you watch the whole thing. You get and it just sort of happens. Yeah. But now I get an assignment to see it. And I'm and that's that's cool. I mean, that's very cool. Kelly, thank you. Nah, but when I gave you Duel, I kind of want to have that feeling every week. And I haven't since. Like, I haven't like blown your mind like Duel did. Well, uh, that's not going to happen is, very often, but this is this is pretty good. I'm really glad to see Westworld again. To actually watch that thing and see how it plays out. All right, good. Well, since women hate Lucy, I figure we, if we give him some Richard Benjamin and Yul Brynner to look at, it'll make up for her. <laughs> see? See, I see. <laughs> All right, so we're going to movie. see for our mini movie club Palooza, we're going to see the movie Westworld. Michael Frightens Westworld. Oh, man, I'm so excited. Kelly... Damn it! I can't believe you were even reluctant. It's Jurassic Park before Jurassic Park. <laughs> All right, so Instead we're going to see, see Westworld. If you guys would please see it, um, uh, go ahead and write us at three x three. It's three by three at quarter three dot, dot com. So it's three x three at quarter to three dot com spelled out and send us in just a couple of lines like chris did today uh just send us in like this is what i think of westworld this is what i remember from seeing it when i was a kid or whatever um just send us in a couple fuck of you, lines kelly wand. uh do not fuck kelly wand just send us uh, in uh your your uh your ideas about westworld and so next week we are going to see a movie and this is suggested by <laughs> uh the inimitable tom chick um who's been to give us fireplake 
who gave us Firequake and who was also looking at um, the upcoming releases for March and feeling pretty excited about it. And this is a movie, and neither of us, neither Kelly Wand nor uh, Christian Morosky, know what in the world to think of what <laughs> what this movie is. But it's called It Follows. Uh. And uh, I, I don't know what it is. I'm not even going to look at the uh, the genre or whatever. All I know is that, that Tom said uh, he's excited about seeing it, and he thinks that it's a movie that we should see. So next week, for the main movie, we'll be seeing It Follows. For the mini movie Club of Palooza, we will be talking <laughs> about a movie called Westworld. So write us in at 3x3 at quarter3.com. Please do... Uh, follow us on Twitter. And there's a quarter to three account. You can search it for at quarter to three or at Tom Chick to get our Twitter account. And uh, and like us on Facebook. We have a quarter to three page on Facebook as well. So please do that. It, it, it's a huge help. Um, and also, if if you don't mind, uh, if you're doing stuff and buying stuff off off of Amazon, there's a little Amazon tab on quarter to three's main page. So please do that. Uh, I have been Christian Morosky, and I am joined here, as I am joined here every year, by Kelly Wand. Chappie's got blings. Chappie got blings. Did you say you like the rap, Kelly Wan? Yeah. Hmm. I see now why they were concerned. Ah, see, he fucks it up. She's the brains. <laughs> Let the cripple go. I got what I need. <laughs> Wait, what? Oh, yeah. Right.